Welcome back. Thank you very much for being with us. Um, we're actually working from uh, a Buddhist principle, the Four Noble Truths, and the first uh, noble truth is life means suffering. But the second noble truth is that the origin origin of suffering is attachments. And attachments comes in many forms. You can have physical suffering, psychological suffering, interpersonal suffering. So actually, if you learn to get unattached, life does not mean suffering. Boy, isn't that the truth? So it does mean mean suffering for most of mankind because they're attached. But if you get unattached, life does not mean suffering. Now, you've presented, Keith, three deeply profound stories this show of people who have been suffering and even deeply profoundly stories this is none of it is light stuff it's still possible to get through this without suffering well with less suffering and certainly without having it own the rest of your life yes and you know sometimes it takes a while to work yourself out of that shock it's a shocker yes But if you have the intent that, here's the intent. I understand that for whatever reason this has come into my life, but you see, I trust God. And I know God would only bring to me what I need and what the other person needs. It is true. That is true. It is true. So therefore, rather than feeling betrayed or angry, I'm going to look in the direction of, well, gosh, what on earth was my lesson? And if you want to venture, what was the other person's lesson or persons? And start to look at, okay, now how do I release this? How do I release it so that this incredibly valuable gift that I have called this lifetime isn't spent for one year or ten years or, God, for some people, 50 years, still harboring the anger and resentment and hurt of of the loss that they had. So you want to go on to how do I see this anew? How do I deal with it? And then start dealing with it. So the way you do this is you realize I got I got a problem here. I'm I, every which way this person goes, I I flip flop all over the place according to how they are. I'm I'm reactive to them. So when you finally realize the problem, you say, I want to get out of this. Number two, you've got to have a, 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 an engine or motive going in a direction. I want to get out of this. Just realizing doesn't do this. And there's a lot of psychiatrists and new agers these days that are saying, you realize the problem and it takes care of itself. Yeah. The, well, some of them say the first step is becoming aware. But, you know, you become aware and the thing just works itself out. But I'm afraid you have to put a little bit more gas Well, that's not how it worked in. for me, I'll tell you. <laughs> you got to put a little more gas into the engines and that. You know, a lot of people are aware of their problem and they're buried in, in drugs or alcohol. See, there's another thing. Uh, before, you know, we were talking about this show before we started, of course. And, you know, my comment to Keith was, well, a lot of times... You know, some of the surface, like uh, drugs, alcohol, prescription drugs, etc., you know, are simply the result of suffering that people don't want to deal with. So yeah. they numb themselves. Junk food will yeah. do sugars, will do all these Too things. Too hard to deal with. Yeah, so they just bury themselves in food or whatever substance and, and numb themselves out. Yeah. Well, you've still lost your life. Because you're numbed out and right. you've lost your life. And so let's say a beloved one of 
yours passed away and you're all knocked to pieces, do you think they want you to be in that hole? Because if they're that beloved on you, you're hurting their feelings at the same time by staying stuck in a hole. Um, you know, and a lot of times it seems impossible to move out of, but you wouldn't be given the situation. If it, you weren't able. If you weren't able and Absolutely. your soul intends you to move, you make progress on it. Not only that. Okay, go on. I'll have well, to wait till it comes back. Number one, realize the problem. Number two, decide, you know, I, I, I don't need to be uh, half a person here, uh, imbalanced, attached, um, dependent, codependent. So that's number two. And, and you need to realize that the person, oh, there it is, the point. You know what? When we stay attached to somebody who's uh, left, we don't let them move on. Do you know how selfish that is? Do you know how selfish it is to keep somebody who's died here because of our grief is so powerful that they can't move on? Do you know how selfish that is? I know some people some people mistakenly think that the harder their grief, then the more they love the person. But that isn't true. You can have you can love somebody profoundly and still have a grief that isn't like terminal <laughs> and and wish them well and to move on. You know, like like say, you know what, it's time to move on. So and and allow the spirit to leave and move on in their next step of evolution. Instead of holding on to them forever and ever and ever and ever. Recently, Charmaine and I were uh, meeting a family, and the very strong husband basically possessed the wife. And, and, you know, they're really, really old, and she doesn't have anything left for years, but she's alive because he won't let her die. That's right. And uh, so we, we watch it, you know, we wash our hands of it. It's, it's a very uncomfortable thing to observe but uh that's basically the only reason why she's still alive which you know she doesn't she's just a shell that's right can hardly think straight or anything but that's the dynamics going on he owns it yeah he owns her Mm -hmm. so so the non-selfish thing to the most loving thing people think that the more loving they are, the more attached they should be, and that's that's not right. Right. The more loving you are, the more unattached you are. It's the it's more a, loving you are, the more loving you are. And the more <laughs> you're able to say, please, please go, move yeah, on. Yeah, it looks like you've needed to go. It's time to go. Yep. It's it's okay with me. I release you. Yep. This uh, man, he also has confessed that I have no idea what I would do if I lost her. So he's holding on to her because he's not growing up and truly being a full man on the emotional level and filling his own holes. So he's got her plugging one of the holes, and she's miserable from it. <laughs> she's she's lost. You know, you guys, one of the things we truly have to do as a society is uh, mature past our selfishness. And many times this attachment stuff that, you know, the suffering from attachments comes from selfishness that we don't want to let go. We don't want to become whole of ourselves. 
and how much work it is to become whole. But how does one go about doing that? Well, before you do that, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. The phone lines are open at 1-800-336-2225, and we'd love to hear your questions or comments at ambers at masteringourselves.com. So... um Sometimes friends are really helpful here. There's all kinds of different dynamics. So once again, number one, you realize you got a problem here. You're too attached. Number two, you decide to solve it and heal it. Nothing's going to happen unless you decide to solve it and heal it, except for suffering. And number three, you can go in one of two directions. You can seek help to help you do this, and or you can love yourself, self-coach yourself, from your mature parent self. You can invent that, you can choose that, and you can begin to wisely counsel yourself with your own inner dialogue, uh, like, come on, we don't have to go there again, let's go out and do such and such. Is this like inner child work in a way? Well, part of it is, but you know, this format of your mature parent self taking care of the wayward part that's just all lost in it, that would be inner child type format. And, of course, everybody has these parts within themselves to get through this because yeah. we are all equipped with the inner fortitude in whatever pockets we need yeah. to get through whatever is landed on our plate. So if you think, well, that's easy for you to say, but my situation's different and I don't have any ability to get through, you would be wrong. You do have an ability to get through if you choose to do so. Uh you know, sometimes we notice that on top of special mountains every now and then we see lenticular clouds. They look like spaceships is what the shape looks like. But sometimes we see lenticular clouds, one stacked on another, stacked on another, stacked on another. And um, let's see, what's my point here? I like the lenticular cloud yes. story. So people have to go in and find uh, the place inside of themselves of maturity. Well, these are like lifetimes sometimes. You have those lifetimes layers, layers stuck on, on one person. And, and it could look just about like lenticular clouds. So sometimes to deal with this, you have to go to those past lives that are attached, possessive, and won't let go and begin to negotiate them letting go, saying... This is wrenching me. This is not whole. This is holding on to that person. Is not letting them be whole and and have their life. This is not the right path. This is not loving that person that you have loved so much. We are in the middle of a very challenging uh, lesson to let them go as we are moving on. Now, even if they say, "Well, I'm not sure. I believe in past lives, or I certainly don't know about my past lives." How can you do that without clear knowledge of past lives? You simply talk into yourself. You know, past lives, uh, soul patterns, whoever there, who, whatever's stuck here, I'm letting you know that we're going to work on letting this person go to God and knowing that whatever is best for our soul can't be taken away for our soul for any length of time. However, on the earth school, we can have the illusion of separation. We can have the illusion of separation from God, which most people are walking around in, and we can have illusion of separation from loved ones. Also, I'm supposed to be here learning to be a whole individual unit of God, not a codependent unit of God. 
So even if we aren't aware of specifically where the pain and suffering is coming from, we can uh, still set out the intent. Whichever part of myself this is coming from, mm-hmm. I need to grow up and change this part of myself and mature this part of myself. And so I'm going to... Well, okay, and one other thing with this is you can ask that it be revealed to you in dreams or some kind of book. It just goes and you go, aha, that's the same thing going on in me. Or just, you know, that you have a vision and inner knowing. So the next thing you do is you find, you work on finding a new path, new work, new hobbies, new enjoyment, new time passers, different focuses. And you gotta watch out for when you're pining, you know, like, uh, you're pining for that person or that situation, you gotta redirect that pining immediately. And you gotta manage and redirect your daydreaming, which oftentimes is going back to those old, um, ideals and fantasies and desires, and I wish it was like the old days and whatever. You gotta redirect those daydreamings. Sort of like, that was very nice then. I really enjoyed it, but it's gone. It's moving on, and now we need to find new magic in our life and new places and release those old and not pine for it, accept it as just a wonderful, rich time in our life, but it's done and it's past, and now we're going to create a new life where we create new magic. So part of the deal is is realizing that everything's perfect. So if you find yourself in this situation, it's not bad, God didn't betray you, it's not the end of the world, it's for you to find a way through. And, and you can. And if you need help, get help, but you know, there's spirit help always at hand. Uh, God loves us and it's just as thick as um, the universe is, you know, all the material, everything. There's guides always present to help you in your situation. Grief can be something that you can do in a day, a week, a month, but it isn't something that you need to do forever and ever and ever. The more that we have a trust and a faith in God, that God knows just what's right in the moment, and that whatever's happened is there for a reason and a lesson, and we embrace that, we choose not to land in our selfish sides where we we hold on to those who've passed out of our own selfishness and we choose to uh, move into our next life. You know, I read somewhere about this uh, physician who was just in love with his wife. My goodness, they were just, um, I don't know, they had 20 or 30 years of rich, rich marriage. Mm -hmm. And the wife died of cancer and, you know, for a while... Uh, the husband, the doctor husband, um, just thought his life was over. I mean, and it was interesting because they had a dream of doing all this traveling together all over the world. Mm-hmm. Well, shortly after she died, I mean, he went through his grieving process, but then all of a sudden the door opened. And it was a door for him to travel the world as a doctor, uh, helping uh, those in need in various ah, impoverished countries. I remember that, yeah. Yep. And so he, like, embarked in this new life. And now, you know, I read about this, I don't know, 10 or 15 years after the wife had died. And, you know, he says at the time she died, I thought my life was over. And then this door opened, and he says the truth of it is, I feel like my life never started until the day she died. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, he didn't have guilt for having those feelings. He still remembers very much how he loved her. But his whole world opened up, and it probably wouldn't have opened the same way if he was still married to her. It was like this was, it was like it was her time to go, yeah. and it was his time to move on. And he was able to uh, allow those doors to open to do that. Wonderful. So when this kind of thing happens, you're on the path to finding your new life. Insist on finding your new life. Realize and insist on that everything's perfect. And if you've got a beloved one that you're uh, having a hard time with the severance, love them as if they're here. Let them go to God and the path, the plan that's for them while you're finding your new life. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. We sure appreciate you being with us today. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Comments or questions at ambers at masteringourselves.com. We'll be right back. Everybody's heard of The Secret. Manipulating the universe can be a daunting task, and it doesn't always work. Instead, why not harmonize with the universe and learn how to follow its lead, recognize its guidance? Have you ever thought, I wish someone could make a map showing me how to work with the universe to make wise decisions so I can live my life to the best and the fullest? Well, guess what? Someone has. It's called Steps to Enlightenment, written by Charmé Amber, radio host and spiritual lifestyle expert. Steps to Enlightenment. It's great. It's a step-by-step, easy-to-understand book that gives you profoundly effective tools so you can move yourself from having areas in your life that don't work to having persistent interpeace. Order Steps to Enlightenment today. It's your guidebook. Call 866-593-3307. Toll-free, 866-593-3307. That's 866-593-3307. 